The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Ken Knapsack is a middle-aged digital broadcaster in Los Angeles, California. Alex Welsh is a young writer living in Iowa. Through the world the schmoes know, they have formed a friendship much like William Miller and Lester Bangs in the movie Almost Famous. Mentor and protege, master and the student, friends. Alex calls Ken. He is always up to take the call. These are their conversations. Hey, Alex. Hey, Ken. Are you up? Dude, I'm always up. What's on your mind? Uh, a lot. A lot's on my mind at this point. So much so that I don't even have like like, like the topic ready. Like it just it's just gonna happen. You don't have a topic? Oh, God, that kind of scares me. Every week you have a topic. I think I know why. Are, are these rumors true? You're moving to L.A. this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I am. God. This is happening. This is happening. It feels real. <laughs> it feels real because it is real you you've, you've graduated let me run down this checklist here you've graduated high school like a, a minute ago yeah and you're packing your car and you're coming out with your family yep they're, they're joining you for this journey driving out yes. cross country from the plains yep. of iowa and and yeah. driving into uh hollywood california yes sir that's that's very almost old novel romantic. I try to live my life that way best I can. Oftentimes it ends up just being disappointing, but right now it's working out pretty, you know. Hey, I'm going to warn you. This one will have some disappointments, but it's it's going to be great and you're doing the right thing. Uh you are you are on a a, a brave you're making a brave step here, and I give you so much credit for it. Uh, I'm slightly scared for you because I remember being scared shitless when I left uh, August 15th, 1998, and packed up my blue Plymouth Colt, and my mom and dad followed me down, and I made the long two-and-a-half-hour journey to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I made like the long, like, 72-hour journey. 72 hours? Now, see, I want to yeah. see if I, when I left, I left town... That morning, again, two-and-a-half-hour drive from my hometown to L.A., the first hour straight, I was driving by myself. My mom and dad were in the car behind me. I cried while listening to Oasis's song, um, Fade Away, um, mm. um, for about an hour straight. I'm going I'm to have a lot. It's going to be a very existential road trip. I already know it. It's going to be a lot of melancholy songs playing in my earbuds. It's yeah. going to be... Try to be a tough one. Do me a favor. I know I don't think you're a big Oasis fan like I am, I am right? But I mean, I know Wonderwall. I think everybody knows Wonderwall, okay. but that's about it. That's that's great. You're so you're so young. Oh, you're such a baby face. All right, they're one of the greatest bands of all time. Don't listen to anyone else who tells you otherwise. You need you're not to get, the first person to tell me this. <laughs> you need to uh, uh, get get the song. Did I say fade away? I think it's listen. Yeah. Disregard. It's listen up. Get the song, oh, okay. get the song, listen up, because it has a chorus, and I'm all right living on my own, and mm. you, you need to hear it, all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, or I'm prescribing that to you. I mean, I've been listening to it a lot. I, I'm one of those people where, like, I go through, like, six, like, six months, I'll just be listening to the same stuff, maybe even, like, a year to two years, and then, like, all of a sudden, I'll go through, like, a binge of listening to new music. Right. And I'll add it to the list. What are some of the songs on your playlist for starting this new journey in your new life? Uh, I mean, the 
this is gonna sound cheesy, but uh, both California related songs written by Jason Schwartzman uh-huh. or or California by Phantom pa- Phantom Planet. Love it. And uh, West Coast by Coconut Records. Okay. Gonna be listening to those two nonstop. I'm gonna look up the West Coast song. I haven't heard that, but but California, even though it became the theme song for OC. Um, hey man, disregard I grew up that. with that show. Well, dis- I grew up with that show. Good. I'm glad you did. It might mean because that kind of ruined the song for some people. But that's a great song. That's a great album, by the way. That entire yeah. Album. I'm gonna do more research into Phantom Planet. I used to listen to them a bunch in like the early 2000s when the OC yeah. was on, but well, I haven't. Yeah, just... yeah. But that that album particularly is a great one. There are so you got your playlist set. You got the you, you got the plan. You got the map. What freeway you taking? No clue. I have no. no I'm, clue. I'm not. I, I did. I'll. I'll figure it out. You're leaving that to your parents. Okay. I mean, yeah. My, yeah. My mom. My mom did the road trip last year with all of us. So gotcha. I'll just like you know consult her. There you go. Okay. So take. Although we time. won't be going as we won't be taking as long this time. So you're, you're that's getting, good. Getting right to it. Get down to the forty and drive on in. Come on. Um. All right. This. But I got to ask you. This is monumental, man. In fact, by the time this. When are you leaving Saturday morning? I'm leaving early, early, early Saturday morning, and I expect to be in L.A. on Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Wow. And then I'm we're, so, yeah. we're all packing up and heading to Comic-Con Wednesday. Um, wow, this is huge. This is big. Um, so so I'm going to release this. This is going to be on iTunes Friday. Friday. So by the time yeah. a lot of people listen to this, you're going to be on the road. But I want to know right now, because I remember it so well, it, back in August – of, of 1998 where where is your mind go you've said you can't you haven't been able to sleep for days i know a lot of it's preparation but it's got to be nerves where's your head right now take me through it i mean it's i know i should probably be scared mm-hmm. i should probably be like wondering like oh my god what happens if like i lose like one job i'm totally screwed with comes some money all that sort of stuff I don't know the place. I don't know. You know, I texted you and I was like, is Studio City in the Valley can remind me? <laughs> I couldn't like. I don't know the places. I just don't care, though. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. so excited to, like, actually get my life started finally that it just seems like the this next, is like uh, the next this is like that last little like kind of like I'm punching it against the wall and I'm about to break through. I get it. I get it. And this is the next chapter. Uh, there's going to be many chapters to come, but this is this is the biggest chapter. When did mm-hmm. when when did you know that you wanted to come to L.A.? Well, I mean, I knew I was moving the instant I graduated, probably since eighth grade, seventh grade, one of the two. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. L.A. So I mean, I obviously knew I had to come to L.A. at some point if I wanted to make movies. Right. When I, when did I decide that would be the first place I would go? Yeah. Uh, either I'm thinking it might have been because we go on like family vacations every year. Right. That's, and that's last sweet. year, last year we went to California. Right. I remember then, you brought me cookies. And, yes, and then the year before we went to Salt Lake City, Utah, okay. and all those and like a lot of places like you know Montana and, and Wyoming and all those places. Right. Um, and I really fell in love with like that sort of like just the just the West in general. Um, sure. So I think I started to really contemplate California. Actually, probably when my brother moved out there, which was 2013. That's probably when I decided I was going to go out there. Okay. Is summer he, of summer of 2013. Is he out here now in LA? Yeah. Yeah. No, he lives in Long Beach, but yeah, yeah. Long Beach. Okay. Are you going to live with him? No. Are you living by yourself? No, I'm living with my family. Wait. Your family's moving out too? 
Yeah. What's yeah. happening? Have I not mentioned this to you? No, I thought you were packing up and going alone, and they're coming with you. Uh, in my head, it's an emotional. Yeah, well, I should, I should say this was a bit of a last minute, last minute decision. Okay. Because uh, my sister just graduated college this year too. Gotcha. And she got an internship in LA. Oh. And wow. she's so we're all just like, well, I mean, why not? Why not? We all kind of want to go out then there. You know so what? I mean, I I yeah. am I am uh, less less terrified for you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not like even if I was going out on my own though I don't think I'd be terrified honestly. You sh- you should be. You no, will be. I should not be. You will be. All right. Why, why should I be? We'll be we'll be partying why? together and going why? to the Schmoes No podcasts together. Why should I be terrified? You, you, is that what you want out of your life here? You can strive for more. Um <laughs> Okay. I suppose meet a girl at some point. That's probably on meet the list. Meet a girl. I mean, meet a girl. Let me tell you, kid. You don't want to meet a girl out here in LA yet. You don't want to do that. You want to get your feet underneath it. You want to find out what grocery store you're gonna go shop at. You, you're gonna find out. You want to find out uh, where you're gonna need to pick JT up, JTE up at the bus station. Get that stuff down first. <laughs> then you can worry about love. Got it? Okay, I will. <laughs> what, what I am gonna have to learn the metro pretty well. I am gonna have to learn the metro pretty well. That's some, that's that's one that's one hurdle that I'm sort of like well, panicking over a little bit, but that's about it. So you you don't have uh, you don't have a car yet. I mean, but like on the days when I like just won't have one because I like just share one. So right, yeah. Okay, here's your first order of business: get an effing car. Listen, I've been saving up every penny, every penny to move out to LA. LA. So. LA. And I, I'm not even a huge fan of driving as it is. I'm telling so, you, so. LA ain't got time for people with no cars. You, I know. You got to get to it. You got to get to it. Or, or goodbye. It's on my. It's on my list. I'll be. I'll have it within like the first year of being out there. Okay. So like I have things that like I'll have within the first year. Get a scooter. Like a list of that sort of stuff. Get a scooter. Get a. I'll do that. Sure. Get a scooter. <laughs> my, my roommate has a scooter and, and two other cars, but he has a scooter. So, um, you know, that, that'll help you. That'll help you a lot. That, so here you move out, get a job, get a car, get a girl. Those are the orders uh, that you have to follow for, in life. It's just a life thing, right? Am I wrong? Have I been doing it wrong all these years? Don't answer I me. mean. <laughs> so I want you, I, I want you, all these joking aside, and you're going to do fine. And, and the Metro, you're going to be, you and JTE can write it and, and learn it well. All that aside. All that aside, uh, your mindset, are you, have you, how many infinite moments have you had where you've looked into your future from this point and you're ready to leave the cornfields and you're ready to hit the ocean? How many of those moments and you ha- have you had and what are they, what are they? Uh, okay, so you mean like how many times do, have I thought, have I just been like just thinking about getting out there and getting away from here? Beyond that, beyond that. I just want to know. In the, in in these last couple of days, you've been you said you've been up for for days and days and days, uh, prepping. Yeah, my and sleep schedule is not I, pretty. Yeah, I know. But by the way, you text me at three a.m. Uh, a lot now, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, I'm talking deep stuff. I'm not talking about the 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 planning or or the excitement. I'm just talking. How many times have you looked out? into the future at this point and what are you seeing what are you seeing hmm i'm gonna do my absolute best not to get too cheesy with this no i want you to get as cheesy as a 
fucking Del Taco Gordita cheese enchilada. Get cheesy. Honestly, this might seem predictable. I see uh, a light gray ocean, mm-hmm. a beach, and then the breeze. That's what I see, sort of just me standing there. You standing there, your, your future. Yeah. It sounds also like you're you're uh, you're in Barton Fink, but that's another thing. Um, Haven't seen that movie, by the way. Oh, okay. Watch it. Watch it. It's one of the movies I have seen that you haven't. Very rare. So, but you are on the cusp, and I, I think you get it. You are on the cusp of something grand and great. You're gonna look back at this moment, um, and and like I do. I mean, I have the date memorized, August 15, 1998. I don't remember mm-hmm. the details, but I remember the emotions. The emotions are so clear in my mind still. And I, my parents got in the car, turned around and left two days later after my mom spent $140 on me at a Ralph's. How I, old were you? I was, when you tw- moved I was 22. Ah, okay. So I'm beating you by four years. You're beating me by four years, and that's why I was worried I was worried that you were coming too early until now you say you're coming out with a good support team. And that, that changes everything. That Now I'm even yeah. more – I was happy for you. Now I'm thrilled for you. Um, I had to come out by myself. I did have some family in town, but it's like I hit the ground running with uh, a couple friends I happen to know um, who I moved down with. But they were already down here, and it was – it was scary. It was strange. It was new waters that you're going to be swimming in, and it is amazingly exciting, just overwhelming. L.A. is overwhelming, as I imagine New York would be. And Yeah. And, and that's and I remember, but I remember driving down, and I cried. The reason I cried driving down, listen to Oasis, is because I'm such an emotional basket case. Anyways, um, but mm-hmm. it was I sympathize. It, it was I was very much aware that a chapter was closing forever and i focused on that for an hour or so then i wiped the snot away and then focused on the future and had one of those seeing it all lay out in front of me none of it turned out the way i saw it it's it's uh which is part of it but but you're rolling up your sleeves and doing it and that's key so i was wondering about that yeah there's a this is gonna sound like a random question did you watch scrubs by any chance did i watch scrubs i watched it sporadically loved it uh, I actually like Zach Braff. Uh, Same. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch it. Probably. Have not. you ever seen the finale, or what was the <laughs> I, original finale? I, I have not, but take it. Take me through it. Let's well, find, let's find the morsel of truth in that. Yeah. Spoils for spoilers. I guess since you have to do that nowadays <laughs> for shows that are six right. years old now at this right. point. Uh, the end of the at the end of the episode, uh, JD is. I think he's leaving Sacred Heart. I can't remember all the details of why he's leaving, but he is. He's leaving. And as he's leaving, he starts walking down the hallway and he sees everyone notable from his time on the show. Mm-hmm. Like patients who died and affected him, patients who lived, best friends, girlfriends, all that sort of stuff. And they're all waving. And then he turns around when he reaches the end of the hallway and they're all not there, obviously. Mm. So and then he turns back and there's this projector screen in front of him. Right at the door, and Peter Gabriel starts to play in the background, the Book of Love, which is okay. so good. Um, and he starts to see like a movie almost of like his entire future mm-hmm. played out in front of him. He's like crying and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is probably just another fantasy," since like half of that show is JD's fantasies. Sure. Uh, and then at the end of the show, he goes, "He goes, who's to say my fantasies won't turn out true? Just this once." 
And that's sort of how I feel. I've had a lot of those moments where like, I'll just be sitting on my couch at like 2 o'clock in the morning and, and I'll, like, ha- I'll have like a particular song on and I'll be looking at the wall from a particular angle and it will just like hit me like that where I'll see everything uh, how I would like it to be and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, Yeah. And that that chime is 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 uh, uh, an angel getting its wings about your dreams. Um, no, that's great. That's great. And I hope you approach it with that that attitude consistently, even in the struggles and the dark times. It's a long journey out ahead of you. But yeah, what if just once your dreams come true? And it's a question I'm asking myself with some stuff coming up in my life. And uh, what do you do when it comes true? Is is another question in life that I think people don't think to answer. It's the storybook ending when you meet the girl, and then the next morning you you, you have to actually make it work, you know, and that, yeah, and that's where the success comes from is is in the next morning making it work, and 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 I think you've got that grounded uh, nature. You're so old, you're like eighteen going on seventy. I, I worry about you sometimes. It's true. I, I you know I tell Mark Riley this all the time. I'm like I'm like a forty year old, like an eighteen year old's body. <laughs> It's just the truth. And he goes, you know what? You are. I forget how old you are a lot of the times. And I hear that all the time. Hey, when I met you and you gave me those cookies, I thought you were at least 22, 23, 24. Yeah, so, I know. So that it must be the music you listen to. It must be a lot of stuff. It must be the dreams you have. Yeah. Wow. This is it. This is big. I, I, uh, I can hear the weariness in your voice from just prepping and packing. And uh, let me ask the important question. Are you getting rid of any toys on this journey? I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff. What are you doing? Been, I've been ruthless. Wow. Okay. Time out. I can't, I can't be ruthless now. I'm buried in toys here and, and papers and things. I just I, – I look back. I cleaned my closet the other day, and I found stuff from like 1999 that I've, I'm like, that's still around? How, 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 how ruthless were you? Well, I mean like I'm keeping like stuff that I care about. Like I'm keeping like you know autographs I got from concerts when I was 14. And the one from me. And right? stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like I'm bringing my my Jeremy Bullock signed Boba Fett photo with me. Nice. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm bringing my steal that. I'm gonna steal that when you're not looking. Uh, I'm bringing my you know my movies with me, obviously, and all that sort of stuff. But it's like there's just a lot. Like I, it's uh. I just don't really feel the need to hold on to a lot of the stuff from the past few years of my life. That's great. You know what I mean? That's great. Like it just, I just like the stuff that I care about, I'm bringing with and the stuff that I don't care about, I'm leaving behind and I'm fine with that. Do you really put a lot of symbolism into that or you just, it's something you're doing just like, ah, toss it out. We're going, or do you have any moments with it? No, I, I see it. I'm a, I'm a writer. I see I, it I as, 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 a, as a symbol well, it's a of like, question. you know, you know, I I can't completely eradicate everything that's happened, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily want to. Right. Um, but I can get rid of a lot of the reminders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna bring a ton of my furniture. Like I'm gonna bring my one of my bookshelves, my bed, obviously, and like a t- my TV stand because it's nice. But there's not even a <laughs> sentimental value there. Like, Which, see, in my mind, I'm thinking. Chuck the TV stand because there's like twelve IKEAs out here and fifty targets. Um, but I like yeah. But like, I'm like I said, I just it's a nice one. I like <laughs> one that. I like that. You're like, hey, it's the simple things in life. This TV stand, but I'm throwing out this yearbook. Um, I've been ruthless with clothes too. Like that's okay. 
That's, that's just everything. I just I just don't feel the need to like hold on to a bunch of stuff. You're, you're coming. I, it's to not. LA, man. You're not the only one who's been surprised. A lot. Like my family's been like, "Don't you want to keep this?" I'm like, "No, no, not really." You know, one of the things I kept and I rolled up and I packed and it was in my car. And to this day, although I love the movie, I don't understand why. Do you, do you know what I brought with me? What? My poster of Great Expectations, the Gwyneth Paltrow, Ethan Hawke version. Version. Yes, you. I've heard you've told me to see this movie many times. I love that movie, but I brought the poster with me. I think I finally had to throw it away because it got squished in one of my many moves since I've come to LA. Um, but that was one of the things I'm like, definitely taking this. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I mean, picture... like I'm bringing my Eternal Sunshine poster with me. Well, see, there you um, go. that I understand. I'm bringing like my framed like It's a Wonderful Life poster. And 500 is a summer poster and like movie posters I actually care about. I have a ton of posters in my room that I'm just trying to trash because I don't care about them. I just rewatched uh, 500 Days of Summer the other night. You got me thinking so about good. that. It's, it's such a good movie. one of my favorites and I focus on different parts of it uh, when I watch it or when I did see it in the, right? the first time. And you know what I focused on this time was – and it's so interesting. You made you, I watched it organically, not prepping for anything we did tonight. As you know, this is very last-minute call um i focused on the very end and the moving to the next chapter day one of the right? next chapter and yeah there's there's something about that last scene too like the way yeah. i don't know everything about that last scene is perfect too and the way that like he the, the narrator's like tom knew that just that there was no such thing as cosmic destiny that there was no grand scheme and then he touched her and he goes he was pretty sure pretty sure and then he turns around and goes and asks the girl. Like I, I've been thinking a lot about the scene on the park bench at the end That's when they see scene. each other again. Yeah, that that one I focus on a lot because I've lived that scene in a certain variance of that. Uh, so that scene in the movie was a gut punch when I saw it the first time. I started actually crying. Um, but yeah, what? It, how does it affect you this time around? I just I I don't know. I think I think I like the fact that like, and it's a symbolism again. I like the idea of. You're, he's at this point where he's just about to give up hope on everything. Like he's not getting any of the job offers. Mm -hmm. He's not. He's just. He, he's come back to this place that used to give him comfort, and he and he's even. He just doesn't even seem happy there. Yeah. And then he right. sees this girl who has defined the past what two years of his life, mm -hmm. and, and he sort of has to come to terms with everything that happened and everything that will happen from here on out, and the idea of being like. You know, I, I hope you're happy. Yeah. I really do. And it's sort of, I like that idea of I can uh, recognize what has happened. You know, the girls have broke my heart, the very mm -hmm. few, um, and all that sort of stuff. But I can say, I'm okay with everything that happened. I wouldn't change it, but it's time for me to move on. Right. I like that idea a lot. It's a you, your interpretation of it's uh, similar to mine at times. I mean, for me, there's some facing the fact that you're you weren't the one for someone else, even though you wanted to be. That's hard. That's a good oh yeah, I have that a lot. And kind of that swallowing the emotional hand grenade and having to give someone up is very tough. And that's a lot of things what I f I felt early on. But yeah, there's there's also some peace in that scene if he can f if the character can find it later, which I think he does. And but I focused a lot on the last scene because of stuff going on in my life, and I think it applies to you because it, it's it's about it's a little bit about seizing the day, it's a little bit about recognizing a moment of change in your life, 
and and being able to leave behind not just the past but but the chains that bind you to the past which for me might be misery for you it might be you know waiting for your real life to begin and now it's beginning and at some point we all have to turn that page and we have to get out and do it and that's what struck me of that movie just watching it three nights ago again on a whim just put it in and I focused on that. Yeah, and the, and that moment too of when he is starting to walk away, he's starting to give up on it, and, and it's like you know when you're about to start this new chapter, you sort of wish you did skip to the last page of it, sure. just to make sure everything turns out all right. But you can't, obviously, and so there is that moment where he goes, "I just have to suck it up and try." Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I that movie, that movie really gets me every time. Uh, it's changed my life in big ways. Yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, it, it is absolutely one of my all-time favorites, uh, not just for enjoyment level, but for how it affected me and how it uh, informed me uh, on some things, um, including a relationship I was in at the time, uh, which is weird. But uh, anyways, that that was a total sidetrack. See, we we pulled that out of our uh, our ears there because uh, you happen to mention it, and I happen to watch it. A little karma, a little karma. Yeah, and I'm gonna actually try. Uh, speaking of this podcast, I'm gonna try and watch Almost Famous one more time before I go out there. I don't know if I'll have time. Yeah, but I'm really in the mood for that movie. Um, and I'm gonna try. That's perfect. It really, that that movie's perfect too. It, it's kind of where it's at. It's why you and I are uh, on air together here, man. I'm your Lester Bangs, man, and uh, I'm here to guide you as best I can. And mostly that means telling you, don't go down that hallway. I've been down that one, and it ain't good. Yeah. So, um, the next yeah. time the next time we talk off air, you'll be in LA, um, or it actually might be San Diego. Um, and the next time we go on air, you will have landed on both feet in Los Angeles, California, with your whole yeah. future in front of you. Yeah, and you know what's funny? You talked about crying on your way there. Yeah, or, uh, on your way there. I uh, I was near tears, misty eyed, leaving last year. Oh, yeah. I just totally it was that moment where it's like I had I know that this city's my future. Why can't it just be now? Right. Like it was that feeling last year. And I really don't think I've under, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to be out there and I don't have to come back. Right. I don't think I'll realize that until I step foot like into like wherever it is I'm staying you for won't the next re- period of my life. You won't realize it and you won't fully grasp it until you and I are sharing a hamburger at in and out and I, as much as I don't like In-N-Out, it'll be my pleasure to treat you to an In-N-Out hamburger when you get out here. Oh, my God. Are you serious? As long as I get grilled onions, I'm happy. Wow, grilled onions are the best. Animal style all the way, man. Animal style all the way. I know just the one over here in Studio City, which, by the way, is in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. But in the city of Los Angeles, to answer your text. <laughs> It was just reference. It's because it, that city is so confusing when you look on it on Google Maps. It's like right over the mountains, but it's like it, it's weird. Well, you're gonna get to know it. You're gonna learn yeah. it. You're gonna know it, and uh, you'll learn all your haunts. And pretty soon, one day, you'll be at a grocery store buying some red onions and um, mouthwash or something like that, and you're gonna run into your girl of the, of, of your dreams. And uh, then that's gonna be a separate podcast. Dude, next time we do this, we, next time we record this, it might be like sitting in front of a microphone <laughs> in the infamous Knapsack apartment. Finally, I'll get to see it. And Knapsack File Studios. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. Pretty soon, though, you got to turn 21. Hurry up and do that so we can get you some of the proper eating houses out here. 
Yes, that's true. That's you don't true. have to drink. You just have to get in them. I, uh, I, I, I look older than Makuga and I will uh, take care of the rest. All right, buddy. This is it. That This is what we got. This is big. I'm excited for you. I'm in your corner. A lot of listeners are in your corner, and they're going to be so happy uh, to hear about your adventures when you come out here. Everything's about to change. It is. All right, man. That's it. That's it. Get some sleep, my friend. Uh, I'm always up. Me too.